I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? Good. Nothing new to cold, report. Cold. Yeah, it's cold. Winter. Today. Ew. Ew. But- Ew. Ew. I took Ruby for a walk today and she had to wear her boots and her jacket. Both. Yeah. It's cold out. Yeah. Brandy's got to get her boots on too if we go out for a walk. How's Brandy feeling? Uh much better much better that's good oh that's good good to know good to know what are you reading right now i'm still reading the same i'm still reading the same book i know i'm really boring everybody but this book is long never saw me coming never saw me coming it is really good like i was just reading before we jumped on and i was like i gotta read i'm like sucked in i think i'll finish it up quickly now yeah interesting Mm. Mm-hmm. what about you what are you up to i'm still reading cultish which i think i was reading last time no i wasn't i started the night that we reported last episode so i'm reading cultish and so far so good it's just about the language surrounding cults and how that language kind of creates the cult environment interesting um, yeah it's good it's written well too like it's written by a younger woman. So she writes kind of like, she said something and it made me laugh just very conversationally almost like she's Mm -hmm. not writing as if she's a scholar where I don't know, she might be, but whatever. So anyway, yeah, that's good. But I finished listening to no exit, 
which was is the turning pages book club book in mm-hmm. whew, it was a ride yeah it was a ride yeah it you should listen ride. to okay. it mm-hmm. okay I was able to listen to it while I was working which is nice because sometimes you just want something like it's almost like background noise but then you tune in every now and again and you're like whoa crazy and that's I what feel- I did and it was good I feel like I won't, I don't retain any, like if I'm doing other things like working and stuff, I don't retain any of the information. But like, do you need to retain it? (laughs) I guess not. I guess. And I feel like, I feel like I got the key points. Like, okay. Yeah. It's I I don't think I would do that for one of our books because we have to talk about it. And I would hate to be like, oh yeah, cool. That happened. Cool. (laughs) Did that happen? Oh my God. I can't stop oh, you need to go have a snooze. It's because I was reading before I was here. I was like ready to snooze. I'm all caught up on my podcast. So I've just been listening to Dateline all weekend. Solid. <laughs> I love that's another one of my go-tos for just like something on in the background. Mm-hmm. Dateline. Yeah. So it's been like 16 hours of just Dateline. Sometimes you got to. Sometimes you just got to tune in and listen to Keith Morrison. I know he's got such a, he's got such a predictable yet lulling voice. And I'm it's so Keith good. Morrison. Yeah. Yes. All right. Also, well, do you want to talk also, about the book? Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Well, what? We have a, we have a new babe. So I'll say hi to Julie first. Hi, Julie. Hey, hey what's up? But also I can't stop thinking about the Tinder swindler. Oh yes, the Tinder swindler. What Tinder thoughts are you having about him? Just my mind is blown that he's back out there, back at it again. I know, I know. Still swindling. That documentary, you should watch it. It's good. It's good. We watched it together and it was good. Mm-hmm. We both stayed awake and watched it. We were like, what? It's one of those things where you think it's going to be one thing and then it just keeps keeps on going. It keeps on going. It keeps on going. Keeps on going. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Now we can talk about the book. Okay. Okay. So So many emotions. I know. Actually, I didn't really find this chunk very emotional. Oh. Okay. 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 Did you? I didn't cry at all. Well, I. There was a parts where I like my eyes welled up. I think it's just. Oh, we can talk about it. I think I just like. them finding comfort in each other is really sweet (laughs) (laughs) okay okay we got miss emotions in the house that's i don't know what's wrong with me i don't know what's wrong with me (laughs) nothing's wrong with you i think you just relate to mateo i think so so, you're like feeling the feelings and it does Mm -hmm. suck that they're gonna die like Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it does suck mm-hmm. even towards the end when I was reading today how, how Rufus is like Mateo does not deserve to die like he just doesn't deserve mm. to die <laughs> no no yeah <laughs> yeah mm. okay. okay start start it off are you ready to shop Rakuten's big give week is back 
Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta. And I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. And you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, we're reading part three and it's called the beginning so it's now 12 22 p.m and it's been 12 hours since mateo got his death cast call he's kind of just reflecting on the day and he's thinking about how the most important goodbye that he's made so far today was to the old mateo and that he's really appreciative of Rufus and all the support that he's been giving to him since they've met up. He's essentially, he's ready to be there for Rufus, like Rufus had been there for him. And mm-hmm. he's feeling like he's bit feels more alive now than he ever has in his, his life. And, you mm-hmm. know, he potentially only has like 12 more hours to live. Yeah. Which would be That's- so the thought of that is just it's a lot I know I know and it it does seem like the whole like a whole of the what part of the concept of death cast is to make people be aware so that they can choose to live their last day like to the fullest so mm-hmm. in that regard it's working out in Mateo's favor but it's also really fucked yeah yeah <laughs> like he probably wouldn't have done this any of this other otherwise mm-hmm um but yeah it's it does yeah there's so many thoughts about like the whole death casting but anyway so then we move on to Rufus um Mateo is taking him somewhere and Rufus does not know where it ends up that Mateo takes him to the pier um thank god it's not not thank god it's not a not another make a moment (laughs) (laughs) a fake pier yeah here's this fake pier. he's like so he takes him to the pier it's not the hudson but it's still a large body of water and he's hoping that rufus may find some peace here um mateo asks rufus how he's feeling and rufus kind of says that this all feels like a practical joke um and he's referring to everything that's happened to him in the last like six months or whatever like his parents dying and then this whole like thing with Amy and the Pluto's going being put in jail and then the death cast call like it all just he's he's like can't believe it's all happening and all real yeah um and he also confides in Matteo that he's got survivor's guilt but in a bit of a more complex way where he feels like he left his parents in the car um, and also in a way where, because he didn't get the call, his 
he feels like his parents gave up, like his parents and his sister gave up and was trying to save him. So that is pretty sad. That part does really suck. And I guess he's kind of confining in um, Mateo in a way that he, he never really has before. Like he hasn't felt comfortable to really say those words out loud, which is, I understand that. Like, that's a really big thing to say. Um, and it's a really big truth. Like you, sometimes you don't want to say things because when you do, they become real. Right. So I kind of understand mm-hmm. like that part of it too. And so he gets really upset and Mateo's like, I'm just going to give you a minute and takes his yeah. bike and lets Rufus be alone. And it turns out that Rufus really did need that moment. And he cried and he sort of like was able to pound his fist on the railing and just really get out what he had been holding in for so long. Yeah. Um, and he walks back to Mateo and tells him that it, it was a good idea. And then I love this. Mateo says, last friends for life. <laughs> which is Aww. like sad but yeah, also like kind of funny, funny. yeah <laughs> like I, yeah. I I feel like I would say something like that like what are you gonna do you're stuck in that situation so like for life yeah. <laughs> last friends for life yo she's rushing to find Howie's book um mm-hmm. and she gets catcalled by somebody mm-hmm. um she's hoping that she's gonna find it sorry so Howie's book is called the lost twin of bone bay i'm not sure if that's going to come back around or not but true i didn't write that down but true put that in there um and so she's like frantic um trying to rush and find this book um and then her like kind of last thoughts are like i hope he doesn't move the interview time And then she's like, oh, wait, the bigger picture here is that like, he might die before the interview. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's like, which is interesting. Like, why would you give an interview if you were going to spend your last day? Yeah. Giving an interview to somebody where you could be just living, living your life. Yeah. And if you really had anything that you wanted to say, you could just like take a quick video and then go live your life. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows? So then we are with Vin Pierce and we find out that he did get a call from Deathcast that day. Um, He's pissed at literally everything. Um, He's just very angry. He does not like the cards that he's been dealt. He cat calls a woman on the street and she ignores him and he's pissed off about that. Um, and he crosses paths with two boys, one with a bike. He's pissed that the one with the bike is taking up too much space on the sidewalk. Like he's just angry. Angry. Um, Yeah. Yes. We find out that he was a wrestler and that was what he wanted his career to be. He wanted to go pro. I don't know what that term is. I didn't write it down, but essentially just wanted to, to, to be a championship wrestler, I guess. Um, but he has chronic muscle disease, so he cannot, and his coach ended up having to kind of break it to him. Like, you can't do this. You could be an announcer or you could also be a coach. And he found that insulting, like that. I mean, he just had his heart set on one thing, I guess. So he goes into his old gym that he like lived at and he goes into the generator room and he pulls out a homemade bomb yikes as this go as this goes on I really love how like 
the stories are starting to like intertwine. I do like yes. that. Yeah. And it makes you think though, like at every twist and turn, you're like, is this it? Like, yes. Yeah. How is this it? Mm-hmm. Um, so Mateo and Rufus are walking. They get kind of scared by that Vin guy. Um, but they stop at uh, the bookstore. And I mean, mm-hmm. same. Yeah. Mateo's like, I'll only be 20 minutes. Yeah. And then he's like thinking about what could happen in the bookstore, like to cause his death. He's like, the shelves could fall on me. And he's like, but there are worse ways that I could die. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bury me in the bookstore. I'd be okay yeah. with that. Um, so Rufus is asking Mateo some more personal questions. Like if he had ever dated anyone mm-hmm. and Mateo tells him no, but maybe in his next life, he will they decide to get some postcards and he's going to use his voice and send some of these postcards to just people he's encountered like mm-hmm. from high school and that kind of stuff. They're on their way out after, Oh, and they've picked up like a, one of those like mystery. Books. I love those. Yeah. yeah. So he like, it was covered in paper and there was just like a small little synopsis on it. Mm-hmm. And um, so he took that with him or he didn't take that with him. He bought it. Um, yeah. He just steals and, it. He's like, Oh, yeah. okay. Who cares? Um, <laughs> not from the and, bookstore. No, don't steal from there. Um, so they're on their way out and they're just, they're talking about like love and life. They're just walking. And then all of a sudden kablamo. <laughs> They're blown. Was that a good one? Yeah, that was good. That was good. Thanks. They're blown. Oh, and then they're blown back. Away. Mateo and Rufus, they can see that each other are okay, but there's like bodies around them. Like there's people who have, somebody has died. There's like blood coming from people. And then he looks over the last thing he's kind of sees in this chapter is that there's a woman struggling to stand up with really vibrantly colored hair. Mm-hmm. AKA Delilah. Mm-hmm. And then we go to Rufus's perspective and what I, all that I wrote down was just a short, quick little line, but it was the fact that he thought that he had made peace with being told that he's going to die that day. But due to the explosion, he's actually sort of terrified of what's going to go down later. Like he's, he thought that he was ready to die, but he's realizing that he's really not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I just wrote down that Mateo's hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta eat. Boys gotta eat. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I guess I'll just, um, so yeah, Mateo's hungry. And then Rufus is like, we got to keep moving. Um, and he's like, I need to ride my bike, um, Mm -hmm. to like kind of move through this feeling, of what Caitlin had just described. Um, and then he begs Mateo to get on the back pegs and says like, Mateo's like, no, 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 I'm not ready. And Rufus is pretty much like, we got to live. We got to live mm-hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally Mateo agrees and hops on. <laughs> the other thing that I thought was interesting too, was that the postcards had scattered oh, yes, everywhere so during like- the explosion and neither of them bother to pick them up. Mm-hmm. What kind of symbolism do you think that is? I wonder if it's like a letting letting go or 
like letting go of the past because they were going to write these letters to Mm -hmm. like past crushes or people yeah that affected them or came in contact with yeah I wonder because yeah they did he did like kind of note that he was looking at them on the ground that they were scattered everywhere they made note of that so maybe it is yeah like a letting go for sure Yeah. yeah yeah And it was also like the idea of all the places that he had never seen in the city that Mm -hmm. he grew up in. So it's like, it's like maybe symbolism of coming to terms with it. Whereas like Rufus had come to terms with it when he got the call or so he thought and Mateo avoided it, but now they've almost like switched places Mm -hmm. in a way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big turning point for sure. Interesting. So now we're with... Deirdre Clayton she did not get the call but she's standing on the ledge of an eight-story building um she's it seems like she struggled with her mental health for quite a long time and in school she was teased and made fun of and known as quote that lesbian with dead parents so that really sucks for her and people are awful Mm -hmm. um she works at the make a moment and the two boys from earlier had sparked her to finish her short story that she was writing involving something called LifeCast, which is a service that tells you when and where your loved one will be reincarnated, which is an interesting thought. And I wrote that down because I was curious if maybe that's going to come into play mm-hmm. in the next book or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, that, that's an interesting perspective for her to have. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then she sees the two boys go by. Well, she doesn't see the, she sees two boys. She doesn't realize, but she sees two boys go by on a bike and seeing the two boys living makes her feel less dead inside. And she decides not to jump. So very interesting. So Mateo's now like, okay, bike's not so bad. It's not the worst (laughs) thing. It's actually making him like more free Mm -hmm. and um he even says like it's more exciting than the quote-unquote skydiving yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and he's saying at the end of this is that he's going like when once they reach the destination that rufus is taking them he's going to do something small and brave so i'm not sure what that's gonna be I know I thought I knew what it was gonna be but I didn't Mm -hmm. and it was adorable still (laughs) because when they get to the destination Mateo jumps off the bike and at first Rufus thinks like oh shit maybe he fell like he doesn't really know and then they have a cute little moment because he's like did you just jump off the bike and and um Mateo's like yeah I did like they're both stoked about it daredevil so cute evil can evil So then they're at the park, um, the same park that from the beginning where both Rufus and Mateo had a tie to it. Um, Rufus challenges Mateo to a game of gladiator on the monkey bars. So they like sort of battle to try to get each other to fall off. And then they end up falling off together. Um, A stray ball comes by and Mateo picks it up and throws it back. And the guy who is after the ball notices Rufus's bike and he compliments on him on it. Um, and so Rufus kind of learns that this guy knows about bikes because he says his is broken or whatever. And so Rufus is just like, just have it, <laughs> like, just take my bike. I don't need it anymore. 
Yeah. And I love yeah. that he doesn't even tell him he's a Decker. He's just like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm moving and I can't take it with me. So you can just have yeah. it. And that's like his yeah. bike. Like that's mm-hmm. his, like his possession. So yeah. Yeah. Of- and the fact that he needed it so bad to like get over that explosion and that feeling yeah. that he was feeling, it's really significant that he's letting go of that. Yeah. I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, maybe he's finding some solace with Mateo instead of with the bike, right? Yeah. Like they're both yeah. realizing that mm-hmm. there are parts of themselves that they can let go in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think I it like was that. really symbolic though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the guy takes the bike and Rufus takes some pictures. He's taking pictures of everything. They get on the swing um, and they start swinging together and Rufus is taking photos and then Matteo tells him about how you can come back as a tree. And I literally wrote down ashes, science, blah, blah, which is <laughs> like pretty much it. Um, and then Rufus thinks that's cool. But quote, you can go around telling people you want to be a tree. You can't go around telling people you want to be a tree and expect them to take you seriously. <laughs> which I, I, I love the little peaks of humor in this. It, like, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. dry and yeah. funny yeah and I want to be a tree I want to be a tree <laughs> let me be a tree yeah um, I also I made a note about how um Rufus was feeling like moved and like kind of wowed by the moment to be living alongside someone who doesn't deserve to die mm-hmm. I think this mm-hmm. is when he starts feeling that that mm-hmm. pull to that feeling Mm-hmm. I and- think that in that moment too is that when he asks Mate- Rufus asks Mateo like what do you, like serial killers deserve to die and then Mateo doesn't say anything and he knows that in that silence it's because he doesn't think that they deserve oh. to die and he's like yeah. using that like he's so pure like he's so good yeah yeah <laughs> and also I don't know I think this is going to come back but like Mateo asks Rufus a question if he experienced any big other big changes other than just the day itself and losing the bike or not losing the bike but giving the bike away and Rufus like I think Rufus knows that maybe yeah, they're like, interested in each other I know but he's like yeah. I got I'm not the balls in Mateo's court here right yeah 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 he won't right. give in because Rufus wants Mateo to be that person who makes the yes. move yeah and Mateo yeah. wants to be that person too like that's yes. the whole that's from yes, the very the beginning. whole reason like, yeah the whole reason of them hanging to get him out. out of a shell yeah we meet Damien Rivas mm-hmm. um, who I think we'd already met yes and and he's saying that it's a shame that Deathcast didn't call today he's not impressed with the way he's been living his life lately we find out that he's a gang leader and in fact he's in a gang with Peck or was in a game with Peck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells Peck that calling the cops is little bitch shit <laughs> and that they should have handled this issue with Rufus themselves. Mm-hmm. And it, they agree that they're going to go after Rufus essentially mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Yep, peck some justice. Mateo and Rufus uh, decided that since it's raining, they're going to explore the city by train. 
and they end up playing a game called Traveler, which Rufus used to play with his sister Olivia, and they make up Mm -hmm. stories about other travelers that they see. This gets Mateo thinking about like what people would predict about them and him and Rufus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they start their own little story, which is really cute. And they're like, I got a t- cool tattoo. It's on my um, shoulder. Oh, wait, no, it's on my wrist. That's a cooler place. And like, mm-hmm. what was that band? That- it was really sweet. Anyways, mm-hmm. so they make like up their, their own, own life. Yes, they make up their yeah. own little life. Like they had known each other for years and have been mm-hmm. friends for years. Um, so Mateo is then like, we need to go, we need to get off here and we need to go and make our mark, which mm-hmm. is impressive for Mateo to mm-hmm. actually just like stand up and say that. And then mm-hmm. on their way out, they almost bump into two gals as two they leave. Gals. And they leave mm-hmm. the book. They leave the mystery mm-hmm. book for mm-hmm. someone else to find. Cause Mateo's yeah. like, I ain't got no time to read this. <laughs> so then we are shifting perspective perspectives to Zoe Landon. She is an NYU student who was supposed to start classes today and she got the call from DeathCast. So she's mm-hmm. going to die. Um, she is with a last friend named Gabriella. And we also find out that Zoe had originally messaged someone named Mateo, but that he never responded. And she thought he, maybe he died or found another last friend. Yeah. Um, they have a sweet uh, last friendship, I guess. Um, Gabriella is not dying. She's just trying to be kind, I guess. She does seem like a kind person. Um, and we also find out that Gabriella is a graffiti artist and that she likes to tag the names of all of the people that she accompanies on their last day, um, which is kind of a sweet way to keep their memory alive a little bit sort of Mm -hmm. um and they find the book that was left on the seat and they decide to open it up Mm -hmm. and I like how that like even though Gabriella isn't a Decker as well um that they um Zoe kind of found a friendship like Rufus and Mateo that like yeah they've laughed and cried all day like they've been Mm -hmm. lifelong friends it was Mm -hmm. really sweet Mm-hmm. Um, so then Mateo decides that he's going to call Lydia back and he tell like, she's like, why do you do that? And he's like, mm-hmm. let's just go meet at the travel arena. Let's have our, um, last road, like have a road trip. And she was going on about like, you were supposed to be my forever, mm-hmm. all that. It's really sad. I know. Anyways, but Yes. And I just thought it was really sweet that she's like, I'm on my way. You stay there. And then she's like, wait, you're on a bus. The both of you, yeah. you guys yeah. are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah. Um, then we're back to Peck. He's getting the gang back together. It says, and we find out that Peck has a gun and that he wants to shoot Rufus and he wants to do it himself. And he's going to track Rufus from Rufus's Instagram hmm. back. Um, Rufus and Mateo make it to the world travel arena. There's like three different lineups, which is kind of, kind of mind boggling. Like people who are like, have a terminal illness, people who are dying today and like just bored people who want to go there who aren't Deckers, whatever. I thought Um, of this in a way though, where when the explosion happened, Rufus had said that Deckers should have to have like 
like a light or something so that they knew not to congregate together because that's when bad things would happen. I found it kind of interesting that when <laughs> they go to the, whatever it's called, the world travel arena, they, they essentially do have that indicator. Yeah. The wrist based on the yeah. wristband. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Good, good point there. Like anyways. Um, so they're kind of like talking to each other and Mateo asks why they don't get another chance. Like, Mm -hmm. why don't we, we get another chance at this? So I think he's maybe kind of feeling some frustration and anger, which is part of the whole grieving process. So, Mm -hmm. um, then Lydia shows up and they're relieved to be in each other's presence. And then she gives him a slap. What Mm -hmm. the fuck? Mm -hmm. um she like tells him a piece of her mind you're supposed to be with me forever we're supposed to do all of these things together and Mateo kind of like smooths this smooths it over by saying like this is their chance to to travel the world together um Mm -hmm. and around the world they go yo um they do the the experience (laughs) They, they do the like world in 80 minutes experience or something like that there's a bunch of yes. different ones once they get in there and so they're traveling around and Rufus is like let's go to do the rainforest jump and so Mateo's like all right let's go all right so they walk down this tunnel and Rufus decides that he is not going to jump and Lydia is also like no nope, nope. and Mateo is like I'm gonna do it and so he See gets ya. in line yeah and Rufus remarks on how Mateo has changed and it's very obvious in that moment mm-hmm. and so Mateo call or yeah Mateo calls Lydia and Rufus over to the line and then he's like we're jumping together like we're doing it and they decide to do it all three of them mm-hmm. so they take their clothes off because they didn't they weren't prepared to swim um and they jump and they all hold hands Rufus grabs um Mateo's hand and then Mateo grabs Lydia's hand and they jump and Lydia and Mateo let go of hands but Mateo and Rufus are still holding hands even in the water Yay. Um, and it seems like they kind of have a cute little moment and Rufus is like really hoping that Mateo picks up on his vibes. Like he's putting vibes out there. <laughs> he's putting them out. He's putting them out. He's like, I hope he's picking it up. Um, and then Rufus tells Mateo that he made him jump and now he's got to go with him to an underground dance place. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we meet up with Officer Andrade. Andrade, I think that's maybe how you'd say uh, uh, it. Andrade. Andrade. Okay. Andrade. No, I have no sure. idea. Sure, something like that. Um, we find out that he lost his partner two months ago, and mm-hmm. he is the one who ended up arresting and holding Tago and Malcolm. The Pluto's. He- he stopped pursuing Rufus like as soon as it happened essentially he feels like he has like the sixth sixth sense about Deckers and he doesn't think that Rufus is going to be any trouble so he's just like meh whatever let him live his life um 
he feels this way because he felt like this, um, I guess, strange feeling about the one that was responsible for his partner Graham's death. Um, and so there's this app called banger, which is really fucked up. I hated it. (laughs) I hate it so much. Um, essentially it's like, uh, I don't even know if I really need to explain it, but it's just fucked up. Um, the most creative person to die by suicide essentially wins money for their family, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is weird. But they die. So they don't know. Yeah. If that's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. Did they get any money, but like, they don't know if they win, they just die. Mm -hmm. They just die. And so officer Andrade is more interested in like pursuing who's set up this like sick twisted Mm -hmm. app more than like Mm -hmm. Malcolm and um, Tago being held. Mm -hmm. Um, So their um, foster parents are there to pick him up. And he's just like, yeah, you go. He feels empathetic for, for Tago and Malcolm. Yeah. But officer Andrade wants to find out who like he wants to shut down this app because this is yes. how his partner Graham died. Exactly. Yes. By yeah. someone who was trying to drive their motorcycle off the bridge. So exactly. he's like, yeah, this is like, it's affected him on, yes. a, on another level. A personal right? level. Exactly. Yeah. Um, then we're over to Peck and he wants, do you have something to say? I just, I don't know if you noticed, but like the first time we met Peck in this like part three, it was just Peck. And then now it's like Patrick Peck, Gavin. Oh no, I didn't. So I don't know if that's just a note to like, keep in mind. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. It's probably symbolic in some way. Something. Yeah. Okay. So then we meet Peck and he wants Rufus dead, but he wants to be the one to deliver the final blow. And he just keeps refreshing Rufus's Insta. He's like stalking, like stalking that Mm ex-boyfriend where you just keep checking and checking and checking incessantly and you don't need to, but Mm -hmm. you keep doing it. Mm -hmm. He even got like alerts, but. Yeah, but like in a killy way. Yeah, but in a, in a reet reet way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not in a good way. (laughs) Not in a good way. Um, Well, it's anyways no it's not you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do any of them you should not stop people online no don't you should not do that not no no um you have if it gets to that stop stop Stop. we're here to tell you to stop (laughs) um they had rufus and mateo and lydia head to clint's graveyard Mm -hmm. the underground club and then he's like it's weird being here at 5 p.m (laughs) Yeah, it's what is the why are you guys going out at 5 p.m.? Um, and then he gets a call, Rufus, from the Plutos. Woo woo! Good. I'm happy that that came back yes. in the picture. Yeah, yeah. And so uh Rufus uh, Mateo is even like tearing up because he's so happy for Rufus being able I to know. like reconnect with the his friends That's who mean so, so much to him, like pretty much his brothers. Lydia's like, who are these people? And Mateo's like, they're his best friends. And Rufus is like, that doesn't even compare to what they are, but okay, I'll give them that. So the Plutos are coming. Yay. Woohoo. Yes. Yes. But, yes, yes. but no, Rufus, he takes Fine. a photo and posts it of the sign of the club and posts it on Instagram. 
Yeah, like if you're being that creepy stalker person, you couldn't get anything better than the sign of the place that they're going to be at. Exactly, yes. And the worst part is that they're going to be there for at least another 20 minutes because they're waiting for the Plutos. Like he's not going to go anywhere. He wants to see his BFFs. Mm-hmm. For fuck's <laughs> sakes, man. Uh. And then these this part ends with Peck putting the gun in his backpack because he now knows where Rufus is. Got him. He got him. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, I don't even know what's going to happen. Well, I kind of do, but like, I'm also very confused because, um, what's that guy's name? The one with the shoes. He's going to um, go to like the knockout king or whatever. Damien. Yeah. I think it's Damien. He, he's going to go too. And then isn't he going to recognize Mateo maybe Mateo? there? And then he'll be like, I can't do that. Like, but then he, Peck has a gun, so like, I know Peck has a gun, so that's why it's confusing. And like, is Peck um, gonna maybe shoot? Like, like, I don't know, man. Like, I can see Mateo stepping in front of a gun or something, but like, yeah, I can, I can also, too. I can also see like this Damien guy recognizing Mateo and being like, hey, this guy, did, hey. like, you can't do him dirty. He did me good or whatever. Yeah, yeah, this guy's straight up. Yeah. Cool. And then the Plutos are probably going to be there too. Like, oh, geez. Uh, I don't know. Mm, uh. I don't know either. So I'm like, I'm really interested in how everybody's connecting, like mm-hmm. how we like have some crossover in the chapters. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what happens with Delilah if she's actually mm-hmm. going to die or not. I agree. That's interesting. Yeah. And that also, Howie guy. Oh yeah, what's up with Howie? Yeah, is it all like for real or for fake? Just media, yeah. Like, how's yeah. he gonna come around? Is hmm. he gonna be at the grave? Maybe he's at the grave, whatever Clint's graveyard or whatever. What's it called? What a morbid, yeah, Clint's graveyard. What a morbid place. I guess. Anyways, that is, yeah. Um, also, should we talk about like our book for next month? so next month we're gonna read um once there were wolves by charlotte mcconaughey mcconaughey yeah yeah it looks very good and Mm. sad apparently it's sad but very good sad and good sometimes you just need some sad and good in your life well next week we'll talk about the end of the book omg i think it's gonna be like 20 minutes (laughs) like i'm pretty sure the last part is real quick it's real quick, but that's okay. So we'll have to see how it goes. We'll have a lot. We'll have a chat about the end because I think yeah. there'll probably be lots to talk about at the end. Yes, especially with the concept mm. of death cast and the concept of yes. the second book that he's writing right now. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um. A Bye. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Thank you.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.